Yes, and we're back! It's your boy, Eduardo Jackson, CEO, founder, creator of the Cinema Draft Game. Been a long time, it's my man. We've had a few stops and starts, which you've not been privy to, but we're officially back here, and I'm very excited to introduce a longtime friend, fellow Morehouse alum, but he's new to the pod. He's a cybersecurity specialist by day. Multimedia soundtrack content creator, they get that right, <laughs> by night. <laughs> it's the man, the myth, the legend, aka Hal Electronica, Mr. Charmaine Albrecht. What's going on? I'm good, man. How you doing, man? Oh, I'm doing all right. Doing all right. Welcome to the podcast. The pod hey, I'm version. glad to be here since it's back. I mean, didn't Luda say back for the first time? So just there let it roll, go. man. There you go, from from America's heartland, where of course all Midwestern American values come from. <laughs> uh. <laughs> just a, just a prelude to the to the debates tonight. We're taping this on Tuesday, February twenty fifth. Of course, the shit show that is Democratic debates will be going on tonight, and I am here for it. I'm actually here for. It. I actually canceled a date, a potential date, just to see this joint. So I'm very excited. Oh, about this. Yeah. I mean, you saw the last one, right? It was, it was nuts. It was off the chain. Oh, absolutely! It was a page turn. <laughs> it was a blood fest. That's right. <laughs> Old girl. Uh, uh, what was that? What I say it on, on Twitter, that big Liz energy was all over that joint. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, enough about politics. Our Andy Cohen-inspired Watch What Happens Live style drinking game today will be the word amazing because I tend to overuse that word. And every time you hear one of us say it, take a sip of what you sip in, that adult beverage or that, 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 that Kool-Aid red or whatever it is you got because today's pod will end up covering some of the most impressive and amazing musicians working today. Now, our first segment, what I'm watching, one of our fan favorites, at least my favorite. And first thing I'm watching, and let me see if I can bring this up on the old IMDb and, and share my screen. It's this, it's this crazy show called Love is Blind on Netflix. Have you heard about this, Charmaine? Yeah, I've seen the title of it, man. It's amazing you brought that up. So you feeling that show, man? Oh, my goodness. That show is... So, all right. So, you know, full disclosure, I guess. Um, I've, I'm, I was sucked in by The Circle. That was another Netflix reality show special. Totally ridiculous. Totally unhinged. And, and where, I, where the concept was basically conducting a bunch of social media experiments um, using the convention of social media but not being able to see the other person. So you had to kind of figure out if the person was real or not, if they're catfishing you. And there were some catfish on there. There's a, there's a, a black gay woman who pretend to be uh, a super hot straight girl who's flirting with all these guys. You know, so it was, it was a lot of like, you know, uh, mind games, a lot of social media strategery going on. And this one, it, Love is Blind, it's just, I mean, it, it, it's a shit show and I'm, and so here for it. So basically, the concept is, oh, wow, no more pictures just in, in the posters, huh? Okay, so basically, I think they dropped like three episodes at a time or, or chunk episodes at a time. I just got caught up with it over the weekend. And so the, the premise is that uh, you have another kind of, you know, can't see the person social media experiment where they dump a bunch of single people in. They have these kind of blind dates where they just talk to each other. Through, through the screen, you can't see the other person. And the concept is is to fall in love with the person and then propose to them without ever seeing them first. And you know there's some new fools who are out here who are actually up for that stuff. Can you believe that? <laughs> wow. 
it's it's nuts, but it's it's really compelling. And so they, it's uh, ten episodes. They've dropped like the first nine of the previous couple weeks or whatever. And I guess the finale is this Thursday. But me and my little Facebook groups, I mean, we are all over this joint because it's, it's nuts. I mean, it it isn't too. I mean, it is far fetched. The whole proposing for you've seen somebody, but it does force that whole concept of getting to know someone for them and falling in love for their person without letting the aesthetics or the exteriors kind of come into play with it. So you have this interracial couple, this, this uh, redheaded dude falling for the sister, you know, and everyone there is, everyone's good looking. They didn't, you know, they didn't like kind of set people up with people who were intentionally ugly, or at least the people who matched up all, you know, seemed proportionally hot let's put it that way right okay and so so the the couples that moved forward because i think they did like i think there's like maybe 20 guys 20 girls but they whittled it down to like six in the first two episodes there was a brother let me see if i, let me see if I can find this dude his name was carlton uh, i know the jokes write themselves but carlton love yeah see carlton from love is blind you can already see it in my screen share right this negro he <laughs> He goes in. He gets this. He gets this girl Diamond to fall for him, and she is fine. Like she's, um, she's like a professional uh, sports dancer or whatever. And um, and he, so they kind of fall for each other. He proposes to her. She accepts. And then they go. I think on this third episode, they go to some Mexican resort or whatever. And he finally reveals to her after she he proposed and she accepted. And the wedding's like forty days later, allegedly. He tells her that he's bisexual. How do you think I go over? How do you think I went over the black woman? Does that didn't fly like that? too well. If I had to guess, <laughs> wow. And then he had the nerve to get mad at her for being upset that she that he you know bait and switched on her. She was at least open to hearing his side of it, but he got so indignant he stomps off. She she gives him back his ring. He throws it in the in the pool, and Carlton was done. And apparently, this dude. Uh, this dude is like some sort of reality TV guy for hire. I guess he showed up on The Real Housewives of Atlanta. Yeah, he, he's a whole mess. So this, does, does this sound like your type of show, uh, Charmaine? Or something that you might watch in your household? Because you are a married man. No, I would maybe give it about 15 seconds. Because it's one of those things where you're like, it's funny to watch. But dude, I watch so much Love and Hip Hop Atlanta mm. and the other ones. I'm like, dude, I can't right now. But I could. I mean, I know I won't count it out. I binge on it, maybe. <laughs> so no, I feel you. Well, the other one I'm huge on. I'm sure you. I'm sure you probably have heard this one. It's called Cheer. Um, yeah, I've heard that. Special one. about cheerleaders and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I know yes. you raised a little girl. I don't know if she's into into like you know cheer culture yet, or if she ever will be. I don't know. Maybe she might want to go. You know, the athlete route, or you know the. You may she'll be into something different, but Cheer, I find, is amazing. It's so much fun. Um, they, they've minted some bona fide stars from this. Gabby Butler, I call her like the LeBron James of, uh, <laughs> of cheerleading because she's like she, no, she's like a five-tool player. She stunts, she flies, she's, uh, she's a tumbler, she, um, uh, uh, she's like super athletic, and you know, you got, you got the face and everything. She's got like uh, almost a million Instagram followers, too. I mean, she's legit. Um, what, what have you heard about Cheer, Charmaine? So, when I saw that show, I didn't. I so I saw the, the the trailer, or at least I saw the little poll. Okay, this is interesting. They're expanding out the the McDonald's high school cheerleading competition into a show, which is good. I mean, you got to go behind the scene on this thing, man, because these. I guess to your point, like if you have like my daughter, she watches the the, the competition part of it. I want her to also understand what's involved in getting there. You're not just automatically that good. You got to work your way into it. So it's 100%, 100%. Cause that's what I think is, is so great about cheer is that uh, it kind of focuses on 
Well, so focus on on the the cheerleaders themselves. Like I think they follow three girls and three guys. The the, the wild thing is that the guys most most of the guys who are like who, who are like lifting up the the women and what have you, they tend to be uh, black and gay. So that's yeah, subculture you don't necessarily see. You know. Um, uh, in in this in you know athletics uh, you know prominently, but they're like part huge part of the culture. Jerry uh, actually he's not pictured here, but th this is Gabby Butler's Instagram page while we're while we're looking at it. And as you can see, like you know, she's super fit. Yeah, she's you know, she, she flies. You know, this her doing the flying stuff. Um, you know, she definitely has like this whole like kind of lifestyle brand. And they have this whole thing about Gabby Butler's parents and they kind of live off of her. Like seriously, like their business is her. So that's kind of wild. Like you're 20, I guess she's 20, maybe 21. And she's, you know, and she's got 1.5 million Instagram followers. It's nuts. You see Navarro, two times national champion. So that's the whole thing. So the thing about cheer is that they're driven by what I like to call the the, the Texan Bill Belichick. Uh, this woman named Monica Aldama. And she, first of all, she's freaking hot. I love me some Coach Monica. She's She's a killer. She's so driven. Yeah, there she goes. Okay. Texan twang. She's got an MBA from uh, from UT. And she's like, yeah, if I wasn't doing this cheer stuff, I'd be working on Wall Street. And I believe her. She's, I mean, and she's won 13, no, 14, I think, national championships at JUCO level. It's nuts. Okay. She, and, and she'll take no shit. Like, I mean, and they have so many injuries in this, in this sport. And they train like professional athletes, too. And, and it's wild because the highest level that they can go is is you know basically college cheer and after that there's like no pros so everyone goes 100 percent. it's all about getting on mat they have like 40 people on the squad and only 20 can be on mat at one time so it, it's a really interesting culture and I, I love me some coach monica man look, look at all the trophies oh gosh she's a beast <laughs> look at all <laughs> damn trophies yeah she's she's incredible so that's that, that's my that's my little uh <clears throat> that's my little coach monica praise for the day and then the last show i'm watching is Narcos. I wish I could play the music because you know that that opening music is Narcos, but you know that's a copyright violation. So <laughs> when you hear that Narcos, when that Narcos beat hits you, you know you can't help it. Let me some Narcos. Do you watch Narcos, Charmaine? Narcos is on my Netflix list, and it's like one of those things. It's like, dude, go watch it. I know it's good, just automatic. So it's it's one of those things. What has been out since twenty eighteen? Yeah, it's. I know I'm gonna binge that like easily when well, I get so, a chance. To so there, there are essentially five seasons. So there's three seasons. The original Narcos is just called Narcos. That was centered on the Colombian drug trade, and then after okay. the third season, for the fourth season, they switched up to Narcos Mexico. So it was essentially like a fourth season of Narcos, but they kind of retitled it and they started focusing on the Mexican drug trade. And okay. that was because basically, you know, Colombia, you know, kind of bled into Mexico and now Mexico is starting to bleed into America. I mean, there are some theories about that, like season three of Narcos Mexico, which would essentially be season six of Narcos would might be like a little more cross border focused because because they, they had they had your boy. I think it was I think it was uh, it was either Quavo or Future. I can't always get those two mixed up. But I think they, they Quavo. Um, Quavo probably, yeah. I yeah, Quavo the, showed up as like as like a nineteen eighties drug dealer kind of showing the Mexican drug cartel how to create crack rock. So great branding, I guess. Quavo or whatever. Oh god. <laughs> but yeah, and, and this is my girl right here, Teresa Ruiz. Woo! So she plays an actual fictional composite character, but basically they kind of made her as like as like inspiring um uh 
cocaina uh, traficante and she's i mean and, and she's also an instagram third trap if you want to get lost for for about 10 minutes yourself right there but yeah that's just a fun show she's great and she wears some incredible gold lame jumpsuits narcos baby your boy diego luna playing miguel angel felix gallardo you know i think in the states of felix gallardo big um uh, drug trafficker who kind of organized the other drug traffickers and you know, but it's basically drug work Wikipedia if you're into that type of stuff. Okay, okay. <laughs> this guy, oh man, it's such a great show. I really enjoy it. What are you watching, Charmaine? I've been done enough talking. What are you watching? Ah, uh, so man, for me, it's like I'm hooked on old, like just stuff that's been around for years. So anything Dick Wolf, Shonda Rhimes related, I'm already on it, dude. It's like that's the family time frame. That's family. Now for me, I'm on these John Wick movies, which I haven't finished watching yet. Oh, and. And I'm waiting to um, watch, what was that? So I, I watch a lot of YouTube and like right now what's got me hooked is um, Tyler Kweli, he does these um, segments called The People's Party where he basically just brings in entertainers, talks about the industry and it's intriguing. So the last one I watched was about Anthony Anderson and he just basically told how he came up in the game. So yeah, Tyler Kweli, People's Party, man, it's it's pretty legit. He's had like two short, Michael Rappaport, it's, it's a, it's good watching. Like the Rappaport episode gets very intense. Like, and as you see in the the, the trailer, oh. talking about ashy ankles, trial call quest. Because if y'all remember, Rappaport did that um trial call quest documentary, which I thought was pretty good and expository. Yeah, that was great. He, he did his thing. So yeah, Kwali, man, he's he's coming in. Uh, this is a good ideal, I think, for him just to kind of come in and get the the who's who of hip hop acting. And you just learn some things. Like, there's some things I didn't know. And I'm still in it. Like, I heard um, Ice Cube, he was on the other day, and he was talking about how he flips his brand between super gangster rapper to, oh, I'm the family man. And he works both, both worlds. He has no, he doesn't have any personal conflict. He's like, look, both of them bring in some revenue. So <laughs> I, I was like, I ain't mad at you, dude. So that, when, when I have moments, I, this is one of the things, like, with YouTube, I can, like, be driving somewhere. And I just like to listen. I can just literally let this play in the background, and it's intriguing. If I have a moment to sit down, I'll maybe watching for facial expressions. But um, one of the other highlight episodes I enjoyed was Robert Glasper, um, famed jazz musician. He was on Ty Lib's show, and he got into it. Um, to specifically, the photograph, like, right? Yeah, yeah. The, the movie, the photograph, starring Issa Rae and then uh, Lakeith Stanfield. I believe Robert Glasper was did the musical score. Yes, yes. That's a great segue into our next segment when we get there. <laughs> Not to rush us, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, so tell us about the, the Glasper one real quick. So the Glasper one, so as, as a musician, it's, and Glasper brings us to this point on some of his albums, man. It's kind of hard to find real good, authentic musicianship. And Glasper's been around for years. He started off in jazz standards and then worked his way to what we hear now. Like he'll do tracks with Erica Badu, Most Def, et cetera. But one of the fun facts he has is you see in the picture, he has this little candy um, toothpick fetish. <laughs> I was like, hmm. the old school like candy toothpicks. I was like, wait a minute. He can't live without them. Like when he's on a set, he's got them in his mouth. He's just doing his thing. So I was like, okay, it's interesting how you have these fame jazz musicians on Grammy who just have these habits. So um, another thing that I didn't know about was he clowned Lauren Hill. Dope, like she, dope. And, and, and that was like all over the news. And when he would Talib call him out, he was like, so why'd you call her out? He's like, well, she's not acting right. She's a person like everybody else. And I have no problem saying that. I mean, that's and, true. But don't we don't we think don't we know that Lauren Hill has like mental health issues? No. 
I mean, I thought they tried to test that, but then they didn't go too far because I guess Robert was also like, I don't got, I don't have any time to get another Twitter war with this chick. Because so <laughs> <laughs> social media is memes. Yeah, <laughs> it is memes. Wow, time to mess around with that. But no, overall, though, it was good to see. I love seeing artists. So he's a young cat too. Okay. Yeah. Yes. 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 So seeing artists, you know, talk to other artists, hearing what they do is inspiring. Like his last couple of albums, he basically hopped from LA and in New York, people would just show up to his hotel and they record. So he was in LA. um, Who was that? The artist King, Erica Badu, Common would be sleeping on the couch and they just cut an album. And I was like, that's gotta be a life to live right there where you have all those musical who's who's just coming through your spot. Mm. and then just kind of recording a record and then you put it out and then the people get the experience. So it took the my, my listening experience to a whole different level. Robert's got this um, series called Black Radio, which is his latest set of albums. And it's just, it's a good set of collaboration, but he's not scared to go back traditional either because that's where he came from. And I, I enjoyed him because he's a fantastic pianist. And so this, so this is like your it. version of like podcasts. Huh? Like you'll just yeah. have running while you're driving, what have you. Yeah, okay. I yes. And it, it kind of it was always on my um darn those tech algorithms. It kept popping up on my tech algorithm. I was like, why is Quali popping up here? What's going on? Okay, I guess I'll watch one. I mean <laughs> <laughs> Never doubt the algorithm, man. That's how I found cheer. I mean, you know, Netflix knows me. Netflix they knows know me. Your algorithm. So what I want to watch, and this is I think coming out on Netflix or maybe Amazon Prime, I get all the services mixed up, but there's a show called um Hunter's coming out. I just kind of didn't say that. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of peaking my attention. I was like, okay, I might. Yeah, I, might I get started it. Hunters. It's it's got like almost like a movie length, ninety minute um uh, pilot episode, but it's it's okay. interesting. I'm I'm stick I'm stick with it. It's uh I like I like uh, historical fiction, so it takes place in the seventies, yeah, late seventies. So. For that too, I'm starting to learn. <laughs> I was like, let me get into it. Yeah, man. Well, all right. Well, that's well, that's good. Well, we're gonna switch over to our next segment. <laughs> And basically, the subject of our podcast today, the top five musical scores. And since you are new, and we also might have some new viewers to the program, let's go over how we do our our main subjects on this podcast. So top five musical scores. And the rule is you will name a movie whose musical score you admire. We alternate picks. Once someone picks a movie, that movie's out of play. And so since you are playing away game, Charmaine, you get to go first. And unlike oh. some of our previous guests, you might actually have read the rundown, so you might be prepared for this. So, what is your first? <laughs> what is your first musical score movie? Do Inception. Oh! First of all, <laughs> way to play the game, Charmaine. Damn it, that for, that is God. Oh, that was gonna. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I'm freaking out. I know it's a podcast. Y'all can't see me. At least those listening. I'm sorry for all the tantrum. This ridiculous. Damn it. Oh, that! Oh, that is like that's, that. might be my number one. Uh, that might be Dude, it's something about like time. when I was doing my homework for the show and I saw the question. Oh, immediately, I thought Hans Zimmer, and I was like, okay, there's so many of the Zimmer scores out there. Oh. I immediately started thinking of Inception. Man, I just saw the scenes and I was like, yep, it's Inception. And I love all the other joints you've done, but that one just speaks <laughs> to me, man. It's crazy. The that's movement. Incredible. Incredible. That's an oh man, I'm I'm crippled now. That yeah, that's an incredible <laughs> score. Way to play the game. Uh, take the big the major domo off the board first. Uh, it's it, it might be my favorite score of all time. It's incredible. Hans Zimmer. I always like to say that he can he can score the soundtrack to my life. Uh, I want him. I wanted to play. Him I agree. At funeral. Oh, <laughs> man. Uh, I, 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 <laughs> 
Uh, okay, I'm, I'm shook right now. I'm shook, but yeah, that right, makes sense. Look at the scenes you're taking. I don't even have to watch the movie. I can just look at the clips, and I just know it's, <laughs> it's incredible. I mean, young younger Tom Hardy. That's kind of like that was kind of like my introduction to him. He'd actually been on the scene for a while, and people knew about him from um, uh, that that jail movie, I think, uh, <clears throat> and maybe like a skinhead movie too. But like Inception was where he really kind of jumped out to me. And then you know, and it's it's great. I actually rewatched it uh, a couple weeks ago. It holds up, man. It really holds up. I've got to watch it again. It's on my list to like really just go through. And I don't know if it's because I'm a DiCaprio fan. I don't know yet if I'm like, am I rewatching it for that? Because I heard, um, matter of fact, on Kwali, just to go back a second, um, Kwali was asking about Rappaport. And no, actually, he was asking, um, yeah, he was asking Rappaport about um, DiCaprio. So they all know each other. And it was like, yeah, man, that childhood actor, he's something else. And I was like, wait a minute. That's right. He did do those younger movies like Titanic. And I didn't realize he was like a childhood star. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, he, was on, he was on Growing Pains. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. Growing Pains. No, is that the one with um, the Seavers? Yeah, Growing Pains. He was on Growing Pains. Yes, Growing Pains. Yeah, yes. he had like one, maybe two seasons on that. I think they had. I think they let him out of one of uh, like like half his contract so he could go make a film. Like uh, I think it was the Gilbert Grape movie. So yeah. Uh, so but my best one. movie of his, his number two for me is Catch Me If You Can. I don't know why it's the, it's just the the whole getaway aspect of it and just the I'm gonna con somebody else out of cash. I was like that dude he killed it in that film. No, so. that's a that's a fun film. All right, so well played, Charmaine. Well played. I'm I'm shook, but you know I'm gonna take one. You, you may not have thought of this one, but I love this one, and so I'm come off the top rope myself. Damn it, I'm going with Armageddon. Oh, that one. Right. I mean, <laughs> people. People, I think I think it's kind of grown in stature over the years as far as people's uh, affection for it. I've loved it, you know, from the beginning. I remember I remember where I was when I first saw it. I first saw it sold out theater. It was like July third. It was like it was like a Fourth July screening type thing. I think they kind of first started doing those early midnight previews or whatever. Actually, that's what it was. It was the midnight previews at midnight. I think I was in Chicago. Just moved to Chicago, um, fresh off of graduation, whatever. Uh, and actually, that's not true because I graduated in '97. Um, well, it was it was summer in Chicago, and I remember going to see it with my friends who's visiting from out of town. Big, huge screen, you know, uh, in in a Chicago theater, and it was. I mean, it was it was a great movie. I enjoyed it. I mean, I think it's 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 hot. It's high class trash essentially, but it it, all, it was also emotional. And I think what really pulled your emotions was the Trevor Rabin score. I never really, you know. I mean, now's my introduction to Trevor Rabin. He's gone on and done a lot of great scores. Actually, let's t- let's look up Trevor Rabin real quick, because um, this this is the first score of his I remember um, uh, hearing about, and it's just I mean the, the score really did play you know a huge role in it as far as like getting you to connect with like the action. The action is, is over the top and silly. I mean they're yeah. freaking you know. Uh, uh, miners on asteroid trying to save the world. It's 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 fucking ridiculous. But it was the first of many apocalyptic flicks, though. That was like that's what made it. And Bruce Willis, he just you put him in it, you can't really go wrong. So yeah, Bruce, and then and then Ben Affleck, just I mean, like young, you know, like I just I mean, this, he filmed this before he won the Oscar, but I just won an Oscar. I'm you know feeling myself trying to before I make really bad leading man decisions. So this is kind of like his first really big leading man role, and yeah, it's, it's a really good time. I, I and not to give us too not to give you too many ideas on scores to, to wait a minute. He did any of the. Also, and oh I mean this. God. I mean, look at this. Look at this. Look at this '90s run by Trevor Rabin. For those listening at home, Con Air, Air, Homegrown, Armageddon, Enemy of the State. Not sure about Jack Frost, but Deep Blue Sea, 
Yeah, we'll skip the TV movie there. Uh, Gone in 60 Seconds. Remember the time? I mean, yo. Trevor Bean was on one in the late 90s to early aughts, all right? I mean, and he's he's kind of never stopped, really. He's, he takes some 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 you know movies off here and there, like like Bad Company wasn't a good film. But he did Bad Boys 2. That was a great score. Yeah, so not to give you too many good ideas, but yeah, he's he's been doing his His next, uh, looks like his next project is, is some sort of TV miniseries. Looks like it's some sort of French thing. And then the last thing looks like he scored, oh my goodness, was like... Four years ago, the Twelve Monkeys TV series. I think that was on Sci-Fi Network. So yeah, that's, okay. Trevor, so I guess I mean he, he had a well-deserved break, I guess. But yeah, Trevor Rabin, man. Now that's it's Trevor Rabin in uh, Armageddon. That's my number one. What are uh, what's your next pick? Star Wars Episode Four. Ah, <laughs> John a New Hope, the old uh, the OG. <laughs> All right, well, well played, well played. You know, and I and and that was in the general constellation of mine too. And so since we're since we're already here on it, I'll I'll, I'll do my next one, which is Empire Strikes Back. So that was okay. the same guy did both. So you speak on on episode four. So like, so th- this goes back into timing. John uh, Williams, first John of Williams, yeah, it's John Williams. So when I listen to think about Star Wars, the first thing about is. A, the, the, the starting screen, the credit screen, just how the orchestra begins. I mean, it just right. gets your attention. But then I always go to the Darth Vader just orchestra. I'm like, that thing is like timeless. That, well, but, the, but then I listen to the rest of the, the, the score. I think it's called the Imperial March. Yeah. The Imperial, the Imperial March, March, man. Yeah. It's, it's, it's still one of my favorite evil dark themes to this day. If I need dark inspiration, I'll just go to that. Oh, man, <laughs> look at some of these alt posters are crazy. Like I'm trying to get like an actual uh, 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 image from the movie, but all these alternate posters. I mean, there's like 500 images. I know. I'm thing. like, wait a minute. I didn't even realize there were that many. <laughs> I had this this poster. I remember I had this like on like either bed sheets or something. I I, I had this actual poster with the i mean look i mean look at they, they made mark hamill look ripped that's hysterical <laughs> 70s were wild man that's all i gotta say 70s were wild they're pushing it <laughs> no no you can't you don't even see harrison ford that's first of all that's a disgrace but second of all i mean this is actually a really good post because it has all the the action elements in it in the lightsaber and it looks really really super heroic and crazy and then the droids and stuff but yeah you gotta have harrison ford on, on these fo- yeah Yes. All right, so yeah, John Williams is the goat. I think he's been. Well, I think what is? I think he had been nominated for something crazy, like ninety Oscars or some nonsense like that. He's he's had he's had a huge run. I mean, we can go through his IMDb real quick too. The illustrious John Williams. I think he's like, is he pushing ninety? I mean, he's he's an old he's an older dude. Back there. Yeah, he's um, he's up there. Yeah, and, he, and he's done all of the main. But he's still um, I get him. Was he? Did he do the latest Lion King? I think it was Zimmer who did. I always mix those two up sometimes. Uh, so look at the um, go over there because he's if the if the internet will cooperate with us. I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> the, the internets they take so long to give us information. Oh yeah, yeah, that's weird. I'm, I'm mine's kind of oh there we go. That's what mine is kind of slow itself. Yeah, John Williams, <clears throat> born nineteen thirty. Yeah, one hundred eighty-one so wins. Yeah. 
that is a career. <laughs> 324 nominations. Yeah, he scored. I mean, and so and so I picked The Empire Strikes Back because it, it definitely, you know, has those original episode four, you know, themes, you know, A New Hope themes, but just yes. yeah, it goes in on it. And the action's more amped up, so it gives more space for John Williams to play. I mean, because, yes. like, I mean, I... Empire Strikes Back is one of my favorite movies of all time. It's obviously the best sequel of all time. I mean, some might say The Godfather 2, you know, 1A, 1B for some people. But I really love The Empire Strikes Back because it's nonstop action. With exception of Dagobah, like Dagobah, you know, the pace kind of slows down. For No, you years. need a Dagobah. You need a Dagobah to, like, I'm break I'm not anti-Dagobah. If there was no Dagobah, there was no Yoda. Yoda. No, 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 I, I, no we need Dagobah. But if you've seen the movie... Uh, before and and you know what you like like I I, I cherry pick my my episode five my episode five my Empire okay. Strikes Back like I'll I'll skip Dagobah but only because I just want nonstop action and that tends to be like the main story no I'm serious because you go from Hoth to on the run the asteroid field Dagobah on the run the asteroid field Dagobah so no, I I need to stay on the run I want to stay on the run so so I I kind of skip Dagobah until you know Luke leaves to go to the Cloud City Cloud City's off the chain of course and then the whole carbonite and everything but the, the scoring throughout all that totally plays your emotions which is what you want out of a good score and yeah and look look at this I mean you know what more needs to be said about John Williams I mean Superman uh 19- which is by the way my next pick. <laughs> ah, look at these segues just creating themselves. Empire Strike, I mean, you know, Raiders of the Lost Ark, I mean, he's just the best. I mean, we'll probably be going back to John Williams. But since you mentioned it, let's slide into your third pick, which is uh, Superman. What an incredible score. What an incredible pick, Charmin. You're killing this game, damn it. Go ahead and talk about Superman for a minute. Yeah, so Superman came at the right time and right place of my childhood. I think um, watching that it always you know, so you know the whole superhero concept is just imaginary and supernatural so after reading comics and what have you the first real superhero movie i saw was superman mm. so and i remember it because um, my dad actually took me to the theater and i was just like okay who is this big man in this cape and whatever but what intrigued me was and, I, and i'm looking at this ice scene right now you know i just love the villainy I just love the whole. Dun, 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 dun. Da, da, da. Oh, I used to run around the like whole, literally the doing whole that. Whole movie, they carried that theme the whole movie. I was like, you can't, you can't go anywhere with that. I mean, it just was good. I even watched some of the later ones, even though the Superman franchise to me has gone to trash. Um, <laughs> and I stayed out loud. It's, I still stand on it though. I still stand on the the earlier versions, the 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 purity of it, and that's why I probably watched Justice League just out of. Out of nostalgia's sake, I'm like, okay, I'll support it. I mean, I like the newer versions, but I see where they were going with this. And even some of the newer movies, they try to stand up the score, but it doesn't stand up as strong as this first one, man. The... You need John Williams. John, John Williams. I mean, John Williams. I mean, even John Williams in the in the Rise of Skywalker, he got nominated for an Oscar for that because that movie. I mean, wasn't a great movie, but it was. It still had a great score because this John see? Williams just killing the game. I, I I think I own like I think, well I definitely own the the last three soundtracks from the Star Wars just because of John Williams. But yeah, John Williams again killing it. Superman, classic score like you said the da 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 da. I used to run around my living room. Actually, I'll I'll take this off screen here for a second. I used to run around my living room like this. Uh, 
<laughs> you do I the had the bootleg bed sheet cape, dog. <laughs> I had to do it, man. Yeah, if you if you were if you were uh, uh, born in the '70s or an '80s baby, you had to do it. You had to run around. Had to do it. Yes, it's just a great, incredible score and great movie too. But I mean, you definitely feel that heroism in in. I mean, I'm I'm not even musically able to kind of talk about what makes such a great score. You could probably attest to that better. Like you know, the strings, 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 string instruments. Like strings are emotional. Like you can in those in the horns, so dun, 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 like got your attention, <laughs> and then dun, 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 you're like, dude, stop it. You're, you're so what Williams found out this is my unadulterated musicianship opinion. He found out his formula early and he stuck with it. So, a lot oh, so of he, he's is he heavy on the street? Yeah, tell us the formula. I think he was so I can't so I, I can see the template, give me some time, and I'll probably be able to label the template, but I know he has the horns. Mm -hmm. He he strings he knows how to build emotion mm. over time and the reason why i can relate to those elements of classical band junkie and i did a lot of band over the years and um i played various instruments like the saxophone so i kind of understood their accompaniment and then i got the opportunity to play percussion specifically i played snare trap jump drum and timpani so playing the timpani ding, ding, ding. is that that one you just no 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 the timpani oh, boom, boom, is the okay so for somebody like me who's kind of high energy, I was kind of weirded out when my band director was like, you're playing the timpani. I was like, dude, I got too much energy. He's like, well, you're going to learn how to control that energy. And he's right, because the timpani, it dictated the emotion. So you can have a quiet feel, and then you raise up the emotion. So that's how I can kind of relate. And that's why Williams and Zimmer are tied neck and neck, because they know how to work those elements yes. of the orchestra, man. <laughs> they know. Absolutely. And, like, and you know, you know, actually, all right. So while we're on John Williams, I'll do my third one. And that's, that's, I mean, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Ah, I mean, you know, actually, is this turning to a John Williams podcast? Go ahead. So as soon as you said Raiders and, you know, Raiders is on my, it's out there. I was like, oh, I don't want to make it all Williams. I just think of, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> you, you know what it is, bro. You know what it is. Dun, 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 and getting chased by that big boulder. And they do it just enough times in that movie that I mean, the, the second you even hear like one note, you're like, I'm ready. I'm you know, like we're going on an adventure. Like everybody, right. they're going to a scene. Okay, this is but we're about to be on an adventure in this scene. It's just, it's it's exciting, and he and he play and he brings so many um shades out of like that that whole. The whole main theme, I think that's what we call it, right? Like the main theme yeah. of of, yeah. of uh, his end. And so, once again, the the classic Williams formula: you got some strings, you got some horns, but he just finds a way to really create a, a, a sense of adventure, uh, heroism, and a hint of danger that just sucks you in. Yes, 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 and, and you know, you know it, it helped to rubber stamp the rest of Harrison Ford's career. Because, like, when you look at it, I think, um, what was it? And, and we, we time stamp it. Okay, you had Star Wars for him. Mm -hmm. And then you had Raiders. Yes. And then from there, he almost couldn't do anything wrong. And I'm not saying he's a... No, he's no, no. Pretty good actually, actually, no, he had Star Wars, Superman, and then, and I, like, another Star Wars, and then Raiders. Yeah. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, his run was impeccable. <laughs> I mean, he might, be, he might be on the lifetime run. I mean, I, I don't yeah. know if I've heard a bad John Williams score, to be honest with you. But no, yeah. and 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 I mean, obviously, you know, he's he's getting up there in years. He said he's scored his last Star Wars. I get it. You've done like the whole main episode series. Yeah, exactly. But actually, he's he's done all the Star Wars movies up to now. Even the the 
the um the, the side stories i think so uh he's you know so it's it's been a you know i'm not sure he's like retiring retiring but he's done with star wars and i get it, he's explored those themes as much as he can but raiders yeah. of the lost ark and that set up a whole other franchise for your boy harrison is just i mean it's, it's just an incredible flex musically i mean so much to play with you deal with nazis you deal with biblical themes he's dealing with with snakes hate snakes <laughs> he's i mean he's got a lot to play with here i mean it, it's just i mean it just must have been incredible fun and then for the movie to have the success that it did for what it you know you know added to his career i mean he i mean he probably could just set his price after that Look oh he did i'm quite certain he did right after yeah. this. <laughs> oh, amazing so that that's my third one what's your fourth movie charmaine so I'm gonna really throw. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get out of orchestra. Well, actually, I'm gonna stay in orchestra, but I'm gonna go black orchestra. Nope. Shaft, Isaac. Ah, don't, 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 I played that Shaft soundtrack don't, so many times in undergrad, dude. It was ridiculous. Don't, 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 and of, of course, of course, we're um, I'm doing the imitation because <clears throat> we don't have rights or anything. We don't want to get sued. We don't want to play anything. So I know. <laughs> oh. We were we we respect rights on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, tell us why why the shaft uh, why, why the shaft score hit you so hard. Now let me watch. I'm, I'm gonna go backwards on this. So I had never seen Shaft before. I only was aware of the soundtrack. Like my dad would play the soundtrack when I was younger, and I was like, "Whoa, okay, what is this? This is different." This is kind of it had a good funk of so and I didn't know the word was funk, but I was like, this is this is so smelly. It's like different. <laughs> what is this? And I mean the shaft thing had it going, but there's so many other songs beyond the shaft thing. Like pull up the discography real fast. Sure. So like I know everything by like um by, by sounds and stuff. And again, we can't replay it, but I'll kind of name some titles. Like Bumpy's theme is one thing that kind of pump pops out of me. And it's it, it it goes pretty well. So I didn't actually watch Shaft until like I don't think I saw it until like the late nineties, man. And I saw, cause I, and I ran Isaac Hayes into the ground. Like I went crazy, found truck Turner, all kind of things he had done, but I always lean back to shaft. Bumpy's Lament, Cafe Reggio is one of my favorite riding songs because it's a, it's so for when Hayes, when Hayes did this and I finally put it to the scenes, I see how things matched. Basically, you, you made an upbeat song because you got an upbeat part. I mean, it definitely was good matching and making, and it just made sense. Now, again, I don't need to watch Shaft anymore, but I'll go back to the soundtrack, oh, the score, multiple man. times. Yeah, I'll go back. What do you mean, thought of the Shaft, Shaft reboots? Times, what do you thought of the Shaft reboots? I don't know. Uh. <laughs> Look, I'll, I'll say this. I, I like I like what they did with with maybe the first one, the one in two thousand or whatever. Which I was, was okay with that. That one, was, that one was fun. I, I enjoyed that one. I was okay with that. After that, mm. <laughs> for, for any for any uh, youngins or millennials might be listening, there was one in in two thousand which starred Samuel Jackson. The one that they, man, the one that came out with last year, instantly forgettable. Oh, it was so bad. And I like everyone involved in it too. It had it had Richard Roundtree. It had Samuel Jackson. It had. Um, it had uh, Jesse T. Usher, you know, rising star himself. Kind of, I see they're trying to kind of position as like maybe like the next Will Smith to an extent. Like they try to put, they've been pushing him into these big action vehicles. They haven't performed yet, which is sad because I like him. I, I liked him on um, 
uh, that show on Stars, uh, Survivor's Remorse. That's Jesse Tasher. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It just hasn't worked out for him yet, but they still keep pushing him. So I hope he he finds his. I hope, I hope he finds his uh his lane. But yeah, this one last year with the three generations of Shaft just didn't really didn't really work. Yeah. Only thing I saw when I saw the trailer, one word: why. <laughs> the, the 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 ryan reynolds but why jeff but why <laughs> all right so my next one my fourth one you, you, you buckle in for this one charmaine go for it man what you got all right here we go i'm i'm gonna I'm I'm get this queued up on the screen i'm just gonna hit you with the screen because you're gonna love this one let me share my screen right now Oh, that's good. That's a good one. That's a great one. That's amazing. I'm going to call it. Thank you. Thank you. Finally, I came up with the original one out of the box. I'm not sure if you had it on your list, but it should be on everyone's list. This is just, this is incredible. Just an incredible, incredible score. I believe, now this now this is when he's still, this is his father, right? Was this Billy? No. This is Terrence Blanchard, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, Terrence yeah. Blanchard score. Um, I, I love how we've been doing all these movies just off the top of the dome. Oh, we know this score. We know who did this. Um, yeah, it's got to be Terrence. Yeah, Terrence Blanchard score. <clears throat> oh, uncredited music. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, he must have done something else, too. Oh, another one. There, Tech Consultant. Oh, so this wasn't Terrence Blanchard. This was actually... Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I was like, wait a minute, was it? I thought... Um, Original, let's see, music. I could have sworn Bill. Yeah, what? Bill I, Lee. I, I knew I was a crazy. It was his dad. That's right. This was Spike Lee's dad, Billy. But he had Terrence Blanchard kind of like interning under. Yes. Him, or, or under. There you go. Yeah. There you Terrence go. Blanchard would grow up, or even. I, I mean, he's probably already grown, but he would go on to eventually take over the rest of Spike Lee's scores. <clears throat> but yeah. but yeah, this is it's an incredible score by Bill Lee, Spike Lee's father, who up to that point had had done, I think, most of the scores, or several of the scores he did. She's Gotta Have It, School Days, Do the Right Thing, and then it really did kind of hit a, uh, <clears throat> a career crescendo, at least working with his son in um, in Mo' Better Blues. And it's, I mean, and what more can you want from a movie that's all about jazz, jazz musicians, that crazy lifestyle? I mean, peak Denzel, <laughs> just ultimate suaveness, peak Wesley, just, <laughs> it's... I just love this movie for so many reasons, but especially it's the a, music. Especially it's the one of the movies that I will not get rid of on DVD or Blu-ray. I'm like, I don't care. It's not going to get streamed. It's going to be an original, like, classic to pass down the pipeline. And it's it's a good show. Cinda Williams. Oh, man. It should have had such a better career, too. Oh, just incredible. But, yeah, talk, talk a little bit about, like, this score musically. Why does the score work musically? Oh, God, man, because rarely do you find a jazz or a music movie that has good music that, that coincides score-wise. When those two come together and it's minority, oh, butter. <laughs> Just, even from the beginning scene, I think you remember when um, Denzel's character is practicing with the trombone. Oh, the yeah. It's funny you mentioned that. Here it is. No, 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 no. <laughs> I was like, this is going to be a good movie. Just <laughs> and here she comes trying to distract him. Yes. Know? Yes, yeah, he was. Oh my God, he was focused on it. And ouch, I still feel him when he got hit with that trombone too. Oh. <laughs> oh God, 
or, or, or that scene where he goes where he, where he goes to Spike Lee's sister, Joa Lee, <clears throat> who played like, you know, she, she was like probably the steadiest woman in his life. And he's basically, and she'd already kind of, he, he'd already picked the wrong woman over her, but he's like, look, I need you to save my life. I need to settle down. Save my life. I can't play anymore. Save my life. I mean, save my life. <laughs> what a movie moment. What a movie moment. Young Giancarlo, obviously. I, I mean, it's just, it's such a, you know what? I'm watching this movie tonight. Damn it. <laughs> I haven't watched this movie in too long. I'm, I'm watching this movie tonight. This movie got me so excited again. I love this movie. It's, it's a great movie. movie, man. It's sexy. The music is incredible. Just the music so incredible. Oh, I, I'm going to watch this movie tonight. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad we played this game today, Charmaine. What's your last yeah. pick? So my last pick, I got to go to my influences as a musician now. So and, and it caught me. It's a fairly, it's new, but not new enough. So it's an old remake. Tron Legacy. Daft. Oh, <laughs> oh how electronica in the yeah. building. <laughs> All right, Tron Legacy, 2010, Jeff Bridges, Garrett Hedlund. I'm going to bring it up on screen. Speak on it. Oh, did we? Oh, no. We lost Charmaine. <laughs> Charmaine got so excited about Tron Legacy, we we lost him. All right, well, let me speak on Tron Legacy for a second if I can. Hopefully, he'll rejoin the the, the podcast. So we'll free, we'll free solo this. All right, anyways, uh, and actually, let's just re-invite him back. All right. Please, please rejoin us. Uh, so Tron Legacy, and we'll make, there we go, bring it on the video. So it starred Garrett Hedlund and Jeff Bridges, director Joseph Kaczynski. Interesting. I say interesting because Joseph Kaczynski is doing the sequel to, let's see, to Top Gun. He's doing Top Gun Maverick. And you know that's going to be, there he is. Welcome back, sir. I was about to do some ad-libbing on Tron Legacy, but go ahead and uh, and speak on it for us. Oh my uh, goodness, Tron Legacy caught me by surprise because rarely do you get a remake of a remake that actually is better than the original. So the the original Tron was good, but the remake was super butter because the da Daft Punk came in there. Daft Punk is very aggressive with their electronica. They came in there and said, we're gonna go, we're gonna throw you a little bit. We're gonna throw a orchestrated electronica. And that blew my mind. I was like, this is good. Especially for me as an electronica musician. Yeah, I was like, this is it. <laughs> it's definitely top five scores. Um, they upgraded the scenery, kept the story similar. Yeah. Father, son, passing the torch deal. I was like, yeah, this is this is just good for me. No, I, I really enjoyed it. It did uh, take me back to, what was it, 82, 84, whenever the original Tron was. Because I remember yes. when the original Tron came out, the video came out too, I think for Atari or something. And I was all over that as well because the thing looked like a video game. The movie looked like a video game. And it got you really into it. And then you play a video game at home and it's almost like the perfect synergy right there because they look so they look so similar. And, you know, once again, you know, young me, let me, uh, uh, young, young me running around the, running around the you know the living room with my little you know trucks like you know zzz, 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 making these 90 degree turns you know like like the damn game and stuff yeah that was that was my joint right there for real for real yeah uh so tron like wow that's that's a good one and now you kind of got me uh thrown off because i thought i had an idea what i want to do for my last one but so you know what actually i know which one i'm gonna do what you got? unfortunately gotta go back to the old war horse i love him but i just love so much about this but I'm going with the Dark Knight. Our boy Hans, once again, closing it out with Hans Zimmer. 
the, the the John Williams of his generation. I mean, he's just it's it's just, it's such a great movie. It's it's such a great movie with such an incredible score. Everything's super heightened because of it. Actually, let me share my screen real quick. Um, I mean, obviously, R.I.P. Heath Ledger, a career making, career defining performance. Um, everything about it just just hits. But this is when when you really like, oh, okay, Zimmer, I really fucks with you. I really see what you do in here. Yeah, this one, um, and I'm a sucker for a great Batman movie. And, you know, Batman movies have been floppy. <laughs> so it's, but this one, the, the Dark Knight, it brought me back in. I was like, oh, my goodness. This... Why so serious? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, it's, it, obviously everyone loves, I mean, this also, I think, goes on the list of some of the best, uh, one of the best sequels of all time. It's such an in incredible flex on Nolan. Because, I mean, Batman Begins, I thought, did an excellent job of updating Batman for, you know, for the new millennium, making it grittier, more grounded in, like, in real life. Okay, so this guy... I mean, Batman always, he's, Batman technically is a superhero, but as some people would denigrate, he doesn't have any superpowers. He's just a super rich guy. Whereas some people would say being rich is a superpower. <laughs> but Nolan really updated it, definitely had put some uh, auteur, autistic flair to it. And then just matching up with this incredible score by Hans Zimmer. I mean, <clears throat> I, the thing that strikes me about this score that I can remember is that uh, I'm not sure if it's timpani or, or what type, but you really hear the influence of, the drums, like yeah. really heavy drums coming yes. in to, yes. <coughs> to pounce with. Like, like for example, this Batmobile, the, the Batmobile chase in the middle of Gotham with, with the, I mean, with the, where, where first he starts off with the, with you know, the, the actual Batmobile, then he gets into like the Bat cycle or whatever. It's just, it's nuts. And then the music just kind of comes off. Dun, 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 dun. And then it keeps going like that. You're like, I mean, I, I, I got, I mean, I'm just late. I'm over here laid out. Like, whoa, <laughs> just from the music, the music, the 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 the, the cinematography, the storyline, the Dark Knight is it, man? It's yeah, it's crushing. All right, well, I'm going to give you this little air horn that you can't hear ending this segment. Thanks for playing along, Charmaine. What yeah, a man, great, what, 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 what a, what a great uh, uh, pod has been so far. And for those of you who are new, this is the segment where I describe briefly what is Cinema Draft. And basically, it's the fancy sports version of the movies. But instead of drafting athletes from teams, you're drafting actors from movies. And how their movies perform at the North American box office will score you points for your call sheet or lineup sports of actors while competing against others for fun and prizes <clears throat> uh basically you you draft 10 actors who are assigned a dollar value salary you get 100k budget and to try to draft all 10 actors no more no less uh you have headliners <clears throat> uh, who are worth 40 percent more because you go to see mission impossible for tom cruise not necessarily for angela bassett so his points are worth 40 percent more and also he probably has a higher salary so to give you an example uh, let's say, you know, Suicide Squad earns 100 million, Margot Robbie would get 100 points, while Will Smith would get 140 points. It will always be free to play. Uh, we usually have, uh, well, actually, I have your, this is an old rundown. We used to have, give away $200 of prizes each week. We'll probably be giving away more when we, when we re relaunch. We are currently in production, meaning that we are you know, revamping the site to bring it back 
bigger, better, better, and also as a decentralized app. <clears throat> and so to kind of go in a little bit about what we've been doing um, since we've been gone these last two years, a lot of uh, attempts at fundraising or lack thereof. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> we've also been working on an innovative new game token called CD3D. And actually, giving a bit of a world premiere here, was up all night working on this, we actually have up the CD3D site, <clears throat> which definitely goes, which it goes into what it exactly is. I'm going to share my screen real quick for those watching at home. So CD3D is basically, it's an, in, it's an in-game token app that also doubles as a decentralized uh, <clears throat> a decentralized smart contract. There's a lot of mumbo jumbo. We go into all of it in, in some detail, but right now it's currently up and running, I believe. You go to cd3d.app, cd3d.app, click learn more, it'll take you to the white paper, and you can go, <clears throat> which goes into it on mass. There it goes. I'm like, what's there? There it is. Which uh, describes to you a lot more about what the what CD3D is. It's basically cryptocurrency, some fun bells and whistles, but also basically a way for you to earn you know, free money while you're playing the game. So we'll have some CD3D games on site <clears throat> where you know you can play for free, earn CD3D. Where if you go to the CD3D contract and exchange cryptocurrency for it, you can enter CD3D tournaments to win even more CD3D. And the great thing about this is that you can even not even play any of the games, but just own CD3D, and you can earn dividends on your CD3D uh, and also have the cryptocurrency rise uh, with it. So a lot of stuff to learn. We'll be going over it in more detail in later podcasts and videos, I'm sure. But definitely check out CD3D at cd3d.app. My little bootleg Google site <laughs> that I uh, that, that I worked off a of template, so don't don't judge don't judge the artwork too badly. Just some just a little homebrew we're doing right now. Um, get you know, learn about the white paper until we get the contract up and running when we relaunch the game. Also, what else has been going on? Um, uh, doing some market research to find out you know a better way to make the game for you, what people are looking for in their games. Uh, also, some developments, Movie Pass. Now bankrupt, <laughs> R.I.P. I, I, I only reason why I shout out MoviePass is that MoviePass died, so AMC A-list can live. Are you an AMC A-list member, Charmaine? I'm not. <laughs> basically, what that is, it's, it's a subscription service. It's great. It's, it's basically how I watch all my movies now. Not to give a free, I mean, no free ads, but basically A-list is pretty cool because because basically they allow you to watch up to three movies a week for free. Um, or for one low price. I pay, depends on where you're located, it can be as much as twenty three ninety five in California um, or as low as like nineteen ninety five in, in Vegas. <clears throat> but basically you pay one price a month, you get to see up to three movies a week, you can book online all your tickets, no extra fee for booking online, you can select your seats, all that good stuff. And you get to see up to three movies a week. You can see IMAX, IMAX 3D, all for 20, or at least I'm paying twenty one ninety five a month. It's incredible. Uh, it's wow. so funny because I remember seeing, um, I remember seeing uh, what was it, like IMAX 3D of some movie. It was it, like the actual ticket would have been nineteen ninety five, uh, um, like a, on a primetime night, and I didn't pay anything because I'm already you know AMC A list member, and it just struck me in that that uncut gems thing from uh, Adam Sandler. 
this is how I win. Because <laughs> two movies, it's paid for itself, you know? It's, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's incredible value. So no free ads. Um, you know, holler at me, AMC, if you want to get you know, a promotional partnership with Cinema Draft. But, uh, but I, I'd see about two to three movies a week. It's great. Also, Regal Unlimited, that's a thing out there, too. They've got, that's like their version of, basically, you can see as, uh, as many movies as you want unlimited style for like i think similar like 20 bucks a month or whatever but uh, i think they kind of i don't think you can, yeah here it is 18 bucks a month um up to, i guess up to 24 dollars a month you can you know go as, as many times as you want so that's also an alternative if you have an amc in your area i tend to like amc better they've spoiled me and also amc was first to market with it so something to check out if you really love movies Charmaine. nice nice yes uh, also, we're developing some new features for the Cinema Draft game. We're going to be doing a tiebreaker feature. Once again, as I mentioned, we'll be having the crypto-backed in-game token CD3D, so we'll be giving free rolls for that, as well as CD3D-only games. Uh, and I've just been seeing a shit ton of movies in the theater. I saw Parasite. I love Parasite. Have you seen Parasite, Sean? La, 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 I can't hear you. <laughs> la, la, la. I'm not talking about Parasite yet, because I have not seen it. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> man you know what all right i'm, I'm gonna leave it alone but i, I i'm just, i'm gonna share my screen real quick but parasite it's like that i love i love me some parasite you're like the 15th person who said go see parasite i'm like God, i gotta make some time to go well, see that I mean, it's great well it's great it's actually on amazon prime if you just want to watch it too um sorry, sorry ooh, got, had the had the bubble guts for a second it's actually on amazon prime if you want to see it at home but it's just i saw it again this past weekend in imax which is an incredible experience. If you if you want to go out and see it in the theater, uh, I think it's still playing in IMAX this week only. Uh, so I think you've got like maybe a few more days as of this taping. It's just an incredible. It's it's a, it's an incredible movie going experience. It definitely gets you thinking about the nature of capitalism and stuff. The 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 posters give nothing away. Nothing's being spoiled. So you you're, you're still good. Um, incredible performances. It's one of the most original films I've ever seen. And I would rank it up there. And when I say original, I mean you can't see where this thing is coming from. Oh, actually, you can't see where this thing is coming from. It's a, uh, there's a huge twist in the middle, which totally kind of resets the game a little bit. And it's just got, it's also got a pretty decent score, now that I think about it. And, you know, all these, you know, uh, Korean actors I'd never really known about, with the exception of maybe uh, the, the patriarch, guy who plays Mr. Kim, he, he, his was a face I'd seen before. But um, it's just, and the whole Jessica jingle, Jessica, Olicha, Illinois, Chicago. It's also kind of become a thing I love to do. It's just, it's a, it's a really good movie. I highly recommend it. It'll definitely get you thinking about the nature of capitalism, uh, income inequality, and, and how we interact with, you know, uh, uh, class and the capitalism structure. It's, it's really good. Okay. Yeah. And that definitely deserves... An <laughs> And so we're gonna bring this plane in for landing. I'm actually ooh up against it with another meeting coming pretty soon. So uh, <laughs> one thing we'd like to wrap up here with is our over unders of the week. I know it's been a while, so we have no poll to reference from last week because last week was two years ago. So the over under this week, we've got a big movie coming out from Pixar, the Pixar money printing machine called Onward. Uh, I'm uh, I'm guessing I'm setting the over under at. Well, actually, let me ask you: What do you think the over under should be for for Onward coming into to this weekend? What, how many millions at, at the box office do you think is gonna gonna make? Pixar, man, <laughs> it's shoot Pixar easily. Well, for the over the weekend, you know, I've given them at least eighty, and they'll probably go over that because that's Ooh. Pixar. 
It's Pixar. Uh, well, it, it is Pixar, and and as we certainly hope you'll be playing the game as we move forward, you'll learn uh, certain which of the seasons are kind of uh, hotter than others. But eighty million might be aggressive. I might put it at sixty. Let's split the difference. Call it seventy. So so you're definitely over on seventy. I'm 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 definitely I'm 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 gonna probably say it's probably gonna be slightly under seventy. But I'm gonna set the the bar at seventy. You be you be the over. I'll be the under. We'll revisit this at our at our um, next. Uh, weekly podcast to see if it actually uh, occurred we'll set the poll up for you to decide you know america and beyond um we'll set the poll up at our cinema draft uh twitter account and that would be at play cinema draft yep that's us right here uh and uh so definitely follow us at play cinema draft on twitter we'll put up the poll by the time that this podcast airs uh, where else can you find us? Uh, you can find us also at on Facebook, Cinema Draft. Instagram, at Play Cinema Draft. We have a Medium account, which is our unofficial... Well, actually, it's our official blog, at Cinema Draft. We even have a Pinterest account, damn it. Check that out, too. And, of course, definitely go to our homepage, cinemadraft.co. That is cinemadraft.co, um, where you can subscribe to the podcast as well. Also, like and subscribe if you're watching this on YouTube. And all about us what's going on frequently asked questions about the game you can see the two minute get started guide all these great uh things to check out and also links to our social media and so that's pretty much going to be it charmaine do you have anything to plug plug your ish yo come check out my tunes you can find me on instagram you can find me on twitter you can find me on youtube I live a lot on Instagram, though, if you want to kind of catch me right away. You slide into the DM. I am actually slide you a surprise track. So, Hello. Hello. All right. Maybe we can even link to it uh, in, in the, the podcast description. That would be a great bonus for everyone. So how do yeah. we find you on these various outlets? So, like, my name, and this goes to a movie I like. So one of my name is Hal, just like 2001 Space Odyssey, but you got to add an A. So it's H-A-A-L. Electronica, all one word. You run a Google on that and it pops right up. So you'll see my spaces. You'll see them again, come to my Instagram. I'm building my YouTube site to kind of make it more more relevant and you'll see some good things coming there. And then for the daily, maybe just some quick chat, I may use Twitter or Facebook. So I'm, I'm on all the major social media outlets. I have some new music. If I am, when I do put out new music, I'm gonna probably tell it on Instagram first. Then I'll go ahead and bust it out on YouTube, but just be on the lookout. Sign up on my mailing list that I have available, and we can we can make it roll. So yeah, that's at Hal Electronica. Yeah, there we go. There he is. And I'm here. So Ooh, I'm over. Uh oh, we got more followers than us. We got to step our game up. Damn. Uh, <laughs> over time, my friend. Over time. So outstanding, good stuff. Well. Uh, thanks everybody for listening you know as they say like and subscribe you know tell a friend to tell a friend you know make sure you follow us wherever you can get your podcast at itunes google music soundcloud wherever your favorite podcasting outlet is and as we play our little outro music our little action music which sadly charmaine can't hear oh. <laughs> so we might say around here and also big thanks to charmaine for being you know, podcast the main man charmaine yeah man thanks for having me man glad to be here Electronica. Why don't you go see a movie or something? Peace, everybody.